Welcome in. This is 300 Yards to Unknown. As you might know, uh, next week, the World Championships for the Professional Long Drive Association going on in Mesquite, Nevada. I will be there, and I wanted to get a perspective uh, that few can offer. So with that, uh, this is 2017 World Long Drive Champion, a staple in the industry and community. It's Justin James. Justin, thank you so much for joining. You're very welcome. Looking forward to uh, chatting about long drive. Yeah, before we do that, I, I love this. So your your bio on prolongdrive.com, this is how it starts, Justin. Let me, let me read this to you. It says, beneath the boyish appearance and the soft-spoken and gentle demeanor, there is a raging fire burning inside the 2017 World Long Drive Champion, Justin James. First of all, great bio. And do I you, ag yeah. do you <laughs> agree... Do you agree with that assessment of you? <laughs> um, I, I don't know, I guess. I just show up and hit golf balls, so I'm not really sure. That's pretty intense. Yeah, I, yeah. Whoever's writing this uh, needs a raise. I was like, I was like all in and fired up when I was reading through reading through the yeah, bios. It's I need to hire them. I, that's that's impressive. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you know, we were kind of just talking uh, off mic there a little bit about um, the industry, and I think for a lot of people. The long drive industry can be a little bit confusing, right? I think at one point there was like the ultimate long drive and then we saw the long drive on ESPN and like what is now there's, you know, the pro long drive. What is the state of the industry and is it multiple tours that are going on? Give us an idea of what's available here in 2021. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> a lot. It's a loaded question. Um, all right. Where do I start with this? Um I mean, look, we were on Golf Channel. Um, Golf Channel has had their issues. Um, look, not only with us, they canceled Faraday Show and uh, they canceled everything. I mean, short of like covering the European and PGA Tour. Um, so, you know, we were, I don't know what's going on over there, uh, but they moved, you know, back to Connecticut, a bunch of stuff going on. Um, so but I, I didn't know it wasn't just us until, you know, I was with David uh, about a month ago. And I hadn't even realized they had canceled his show. So um, as a result of that, and look, it was really COVID affecting sponsors, this, that, and the other. Um, it, a few mini tours popped up, Pro Long Drive being one of those. Um, and that's what we're going to see next week is the uh, Pro Long Drive uh, World Championship. So WLD, the World Long Drive, that is uh, being held hostage essentially by Golf Channel mm -hmm. right now. Um, now some the actual, are, the actual branding of it, the name, the, all of that stuff is, is yeah, that is look, owned that's by going back right. to when, you know, my dad won two world championships. We're talking about Jason Zubak. That is sure. WLD. So it'd be akin to the NFL saying, look, we're, we're not running operations anymore and the XFL coming along. So, hmm. um, look, all the same talent, all the same hitters. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a different organization, um, and then, you know, um, ultimate long drive popped up. They have amateur long drive and extreme long drive. So a um, couple different organizations kind of fighting it out right now to see who will kind of step into that um, as the, you know, and, and to be frank with you, uh, most of the, the most competitive has been pro long drive. I mean, it has been um, the, the PLDA. That's where most of your top talents hitting Kyle, myself, uh, Martin, and, uh, 
Short of the English and South African hitters who can't get over from uh, COVID, um, all the top hitters in the world will be will be there next week competing. So uh, it's been a little I bit. Am, it's been a little weird <laughs> the last couple of years. I can imagine, and I'm at least optimistic. And I want to get your thoughts on this too, because it, there has never been a time here in 2021 where I think long drive should be thriving. Right. I mean, I think for the first time in a long time, uh, most a lot more people are aware of their numbers. They're aware of launch angle and the, the, the club speed and ball speed and all this stuff. Never have launch monitors been uh, more accessible. I, I feel like this is the time that long, long drive uh, should be and kind of uh, could be thriving here. Yeah. Well, again, you asked me that first question. I kind of paused because. <laughs> Uh, you know, there's so much going on. You're exactly right. It's very, very weird as, you know, one of the guys who's done this the last few years and, and had some success, um, you go around the country doing, you know, outings. And, you know, I also, I, I've worked with some elite players and uh, I teach power. Obviously, I'm a certified strength and conditioning specialist involved with TPI and, and uh, you know, people are, hey, can't wait to see you, you know, soon on TV. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't even know it's gone. Um, and the demand is probably higher than it's ever been. And myself, Kyle, Martin, these guys, um, I'm, it's not that we don't have anywhere to hit because the guys at PLDA have been throwing events. But essentially what the market is in this, you know, I'm not, I'm friends with all these guys. It's not meant to offend anybody, but essentially it would be like if the corn fairy tour, all of a sudden, all those guys a lot of those guys, you know, they make an okay living, right? They're not millionaires, but they're making okay money. Um, all of a sudden, they said, hey, there's no more Corn Ferry Tour. And now we're back on Moonlight and Hooters Tours playing for that right. kind of money. Now, with what we're going to do next week and, you know, the momentum's building, so a lot could change really fast. But just, you know, totally enough, the last two years, you know, we went from, you know, being on Golf Channel and et cetera to, uh, you know, doing many tour events again, when the demand has been higher than ever and people are wondering, Hey, where are you at? You know, where's, where is everything? So it's just been there. There's, we could talk about it for three hours, everything that we've gone, but it's just yeah. been a really weird couple of years in the sport. Yeah. And that's, and that's what you meant. You know, the, the, the demand uh, versus what is available is, is, is what is not jiving for me. I was planning on getting to this later, but while, while we're here, um, you know, no, no surprise that there are going to be more eyeballs on the event next week in Mesquite because Bryson DeChambeau is going to be there. Now, when you see kind of that crossover uh, of one of the PGA Tours top players coming to the long drive world, is that is that welcome because of the eyeballs? Is this like, hey, this this guy doesn't know what he's getting himself into. He's going to get smoked out here. What is the reaction from the community for Bryson making his appearance next week? Uh, well, I think that everybody really likes Bryson, and I know Bryson. I got a relationship with them. Um, I love Bryson because there's been one guy, and this this is maybe different. It's a separate discussion on you know how to get longer. Where there's been one guy who has really inquired from the longest hitters in the world what to do to hit it longer, and there's been one guy that's actually listened and done what we've recommended. <laughs> And it's Bryson, and then he went and won a U.S. Open, and he's hitting it longer yeah. than everybody. So the long drive community, we like Bryson because he respects what we do. Uh, look, there's just kind of a disconnect. I mean, you know, we're over here hitting 400 yards, and people say, hey, I want to hit it longer. 
will tell them that, no, that, you know, come on, you guys don't know what you're doing. There's been, you know, so again, there's been one guy that's listening. As far as how he is going to do, I, I expect him to do well. I mean, if you look mm-hmm. at his numbers, they're very competitive. Um, I think the really interesting thing is going to be, okay, what is he going to come to the box with? Um, some guys step up and they get a lot faster. Some guys are kind of the same as they are in practice. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he has two OB sets. I wouldn't be surprised if he, uh, you know, hits four balls in the grid every time, you know, like we just don't know. It affects everybody a little bit differently. Um, look, obviously this isn't golf. So, you know, it's right. a, a different, um, you know, like I, I'm not the level of golfer that he is. Obviously, there's only a couple people who are, but my my golf swing and game are very different than long drive. So um, it's just look, I think it's the world's most the golf world's most interesting question right now is, you know, what's that actually going to look like? But as far as his practice, it's been very, very good. I mean, he's hit 215 ball speed with excellent launch and spin, that's going to play nearly anywhere, bud. So um, I think it's, it's very interesting for me. Um, you know, this, it, it's been good because it's elevating everything, but mm-hmm. it, everything's been so weird. It's kind of been hard in, in the preparation and, Hey, what's this going to look like? Um, I'm used to showing up to a world championship and it's, you know, been in Windstar in Oklahoma run by golf channel. So this is totally unknown. So it's made kind of preparation and just mentally like what we're walking into a little bit different. You know, I have no idea what to expect with this whole week. So it's uh, keeping everybody on their toes, I think. Yeah, let's talk about preparation because um, what you know we see you know the speed training sessions that some of these guys go through, and which to me, and maybe you can help describe this to me, uh, looks like hell. It looks like guys are just absolutely going out there and and wrecking themselves uh, multiple times a day to try to find more speed. What what is your kind of? Uh, I, I imagine we could talk about this for five hours as well. But leading mm. up to an event, what is your preparation and training look like? We're just we're a handful of days out from, from the world championship starting. Yeah. Um, I've been doing it a, a bit. I certainly don't do it perfectly. Um, I rely a little bit more on feel. Um, so like, you know, I mean, I hit today, there was a certain point where I'm like, Hey, I'm pretty, I pushed it a little bit more than I normally would. I'm like, Hey, I'm, I'm good for the day. Um, some guys are a little more prescriptive with their, their ramping up and ramping down. Um, but look, it, it's, it's, um, and when I say it's not comp- that too complicated, um, I take a lot of what I know for, for granted. Um, but, um, you know, look, if you want to get faster, you go out and you run and you sprint and it's not mm. unlike trying to get faster sprinting. So yeah, I had this discussion yesterday. We, we did a clinic for, for some guys and there's a disconnect in the golf world. Um, and again, even among PGA tour players, they say, hey, I want to hit it farther. And so we say, okay, we're going to go literally practice hitting it farther. If you want to improve your short game, you're going to go hit bunker shots. You're going to putt. Sure. Hey, I just, I really want to hit it farther. Okay, let's go hit it farther. But they're, they're unwilling to swing harder, go hit it farther. So <laughs> they want to, you know, they think that, okay, if I spend a little bit more time stretching in the gym or I add these mm-hmm. mobility exercises, voila, now I'm going to be 30 yards longer off the tee where you wouldn't expect that in any other course of life. Like if you were playing high school football, you ran a 4.8 and said, hey, I think there's a scholarship ready, waiting for you. If you can run a 4.5, 40, 
you would go out and you would sprint and you would get a sprint coach. But um, it's not, again, not until recently has that disconnect hit with people. Bryson's helped that a lot. Because again, there's been one guy who's, who's done that. We have right. always preached that. And one of my big, Jason Zubek, um, he won four or gosh dang, I think six world championships, like four in a row, or I don't even remember. But he's the greatest to ever do this sport. Um, and he teaches speed and power. That's his number one thing always is he can never get golfers to actually swing hard. So in that standpoint, it's really not that difficult for guys at home to add speed, get out and start swinging harder, you know, once every seven to 10 days. Do you think that's just the mindset? Uh, like to me, the long drive and the things, and this goes with a lot of different, you know, Usain Bolt, right? Sprinting, right? I feel like that's the extreme end of the spectrum when you are the top 0.0001% of whatever you're trying to do. Is that a mindset? Is that that you and me and your peers are, are more willing to get uncomfortable, to get into the extremes, to swing, try to swing harder than you've ever swung before? And just there, there's a percentage of the population who are not, not willing to try that. Uh, to a degree. I mean, but look, you're not going to swing like me, but a guy who swings 105 can get to 110. Mm. Um, you know, a guy, I mean, you know, I, I've worked with tour players and, you know, they've increased their ball speed 10 miles an hour. Now mm. you don't have to use that. And for the person at home too, like, and, and uh, you know, Charlie Hoffman will work with, you know, Greg out at TPI, Greg Rose, and he'll swing a little bit like a long driver. Now, He's not going to go play with that. Okay. Sure. But if he can go, if he's, if his sitting ball speed is 165, okay. And he can go to a session and pump 180. All right. And then a happy mediums 173. Well, gosh, darn, that's pretty dang good. You know, right. so it, it's pushing yourself uh, past that comfort zone. So then your kind of happy medium is now progressed. So, and anybody's capable of doing that now. If you're a psychopath, you start doing long drive like us, okay? Yeah. But, um, you know, I mean, it's a heck of a lot of fun, too, to just rip golf balls for hours on end. I, I can imagine. And if, uh, listen, I, I obviously don't hit it very far, but uh, if I could just cut it loose, that'd be all good. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit because I think for a lot of people, um, you know, yeah, maybe it's been years since they've seen the long drive. We're kind of getting glimpses into, um, you know, the long drive world here recently. Let's talk equipment real quick. Um, I imagine Justin, I can't walk into Golf Galaxy and find a, a driver that would be suitable for, for long drive, whether that is in terms of material, uh, loft. I mean, what what is different from what most golfers know about the driver that you guys are using in the long drive? Yeah. Okay. So the, the face uh, will be reinforced. So it's going to be thicker. Okay. Mm. So like if you hit my driver, your smash factor would not be great. Because, you okay. know, you, I'm assuming unless, you know, you've got like Jamie Sabowski ball speed somewhere. I uh, do not. <laughs> that, um, that you're not going to really be able to move that face. So that's number one. The face is thicker. Uh, now, let me stop you there. Is that is that because you're going to you're going to shred a normal face? Because you would think that yes. I don't know if it's if it's bounce or whatever. OK, you'd want it to not be a reinforced face, but you would just be shredding every single driver face you hit, right? Yeah. So there's a, a bulge and roll, like faces aren't flat. Okay. There's right. a little bit of bulge and roll to them. Um, for the, the normal driver will just start to eliminate that bulge and roll. So the face will be completely flat or in some cases mm. even concave. 
So then impossible to hit it straight, right? And different yeah. manufacturers have had trouble with that. But, uh, you know, the two big players in the game, Crank and Callaway, um, very reliable now. And, and they started to, and that's been one of the issues, like if a manufacturer wants to come in, that's a hurdle because look, nobody is, um, well, I guess they're starting to, but design clubs for guys that swim 140, 150 miles an hour. Um, right. But, you know, and a lower loft so we're going to hit a five to three degree loft okay jen and most guys most guys faster guys are at three okay so it, it is interesting for manufacturers though and we've seen you know cobra kind of step in as well like with with bryson um and kyle is that uh, guys are getting faster out on the tour in the professional game okay so where before you never would have seen a manufacturer make anything below eight degrees of loft you know and they're starting to, you know, with Bryson hitting a, I think maybe a five now. Yeah, so manufacturers like are starting to go, oh, this could be an issue down the road. Um, you know, because guys at a certain speed, like, and, and there's exceptions, like there's been long driver, like, you know, my dad used to use a little bit more loft. But for the most part, like when you're swinging that fast, the only way to take spin off the ball is with lower loft. And again, hmm. That's there. There are exceptions. Some guys have a little more forward shuffling, et cetera. But, uh, you know, Bryson, again, he had to go down to four or five, six degree driver uh, because of his speed. And there wasn't a, a lot of way to get around that. So you're starting to see some uh, ripple effects in the equipment manufacturers kind of based on what we're doing and then based on how the professional game's going. Cause we've seen ball speed just skyrocket on the PGA tour. Yeah. It's been, it's been pretty crazy. How often are you kind of in the research and development mode? Are you constantly trying out new drivers and different lofts and maybe different grips? Like how often are you tweaking or have you found something that works and you kind of stick with that? Well, for me personally, it's very difficult for me to test. Uh, because I can be significantly faster in competition mm. where a lot of my peers are, um, I know they're just wired it. They're fast in practice and, you know, they can be 230 miles an hour ball speed in practice and 230 on the, the tee box where me, like, I mean, I, I will suck in practice. I'm just kind of not motivated. And then I'll find something. So really for, for me, and this is for me personally, um, the place that I can evaluate is actually in competition. So there's only a few of those opportunities a year um, where other guys tend to tinker a, a little bit more and, and can make adjustments. So um, hmm. we're always trying stuff, but I kind of, I kind of have what I know is, is tried and true. Like I use a, a stiffer shaft than, than most guys I use. I mean, it's probably one of the stiffer shafts in the, in the world. It's like a four or five X um, 290 CPM. Um, I love that. <laughs> I, I've used softer. Okay. But like that tends to work for me. And that doesn't mean I'm cool. Cause there's faster guys than me who use like a senior flex, like the equivalent, mm -hmm. like Kyle, Martin Borgmeier, Josh Koch. These guys rely on um, sequencing a little bit more. They can time that thing up and they just hit absolute like nuclear bombs with it. Really high launch, really low spin where I've been a little bit lower launch uh, consistently with a little perhaps tighter flight. And I, you know, I, I just like to see the ball a little bit lower and, and my swing, I pull a little harder <laughs> from the top. So there's just differences there where, um, you know, some, and same thing for guys at home, um, you need to get in and test like at your sporting goods store. Right. Some of you will benefit from a little bit of a tighter shaft and, and some of you may be surprised. You may go to like a, 
a senior or regular flex, despite the fact you're a big, strong guy and you just nail it. So it's all individualized on how you load the shaft with your swing. Do, do you ever stop and think and reflect that you are one of the best in the world at something? Because for me, there's, uh, there's probably nothing I'm one of the best in the world at, right? Spreading cream cheese on a bagel. I might be really good at maybe I'm top 100 in the world. I don't know. But like, mm -hmm. do you ever stop and think there might be, might be like one guy or two guys, or like, I might be the guy. Do you ever think about that? Yeah, occasionally, but going back to where we were in the beginning, the last few years have been hard, for, I think, for all yeah. of us. Again, you know, we were, I, I don't want to speak for anybody other than me, but, you know, guys are doing this for a living. There was serious momentum with the sport. Again, um, you know, you look at a lot of the changes in professional golf. Where did a lot of that come from? Yeah, I could make an argument it, it can't, a lot because the guys, professionals, really like what we do. A lot of yeah. them, uh, yeah. they tune in, they pay attention. So just one, one metric you tune into PGA tour broadcast four years ago, you see swing speed, swing speed, swing speed. Okay. And a lot of us, we preach, Hey, look, swing speed. That's great. There's one, you know, and, and me in particular ball speed for me is everything tune into a tour event today. What are you going to see swing speed or ball speed? It's ball speed. That's just yeah. one little thing. I could point to like 10, but you know, we are sort of influencing the game. So, um, you know, again, with COVID and, and everything that happened, um, it's been a very strange couple of years in, in the long drive world. But despite all that, we've seen so much talent come out. Okay. And it's a global sport like England, South Africa, Japan, Thailand, Korea, and some mm. of these guys coming out and competing have unbelievable speed. I mean, we've got guys from Korea putting up 220 ball speed and guys from England, South Africa, all over the world. And um, the last two years, unfortunately, there just haven't been that much coverage. But again, hopefully that's going to change here here recently or, or soon. Let's let's talk about the world championship. So next week in Mesquite, Nevada, I will be out there. I'm looking forward to catching this with my own with my own eyes. And I want to talk about the format because this might be a little bit different than what people expect. So the way that I understand this is you guys are in groups of uh, 16, I believe. And uh, you were telling me four hit at a time. Is that correct? Yeah, there'll be four guys on the box with four different colored golf balls. Right. Okay, it's going to be two minutes and 30 seconds to hit six balls. Um, they'll measure it up and then first place will win like 200 points. And I could be wrong. I'm very bad with details. So if I'm wrong, <laughs> this is embarrassing, but whatever. Okay. Second place is like a hundred points. And then third is 50 and the fourth is 20, something like that. Something like that. And we hit five rounds. So everybody faces everybody. And then, uh, you know, the points leaders advance, like what Got sometimes it. eight guys advance, sometimes 12, sometimes six. I think it's 12 here. Yeah. For next week. Yeah. And I, I believe as the days go on, uh, maybe the next round, it'll be 16 for eight. So, you know, there's more in this yeah. uh, event, obviously than traditionally. So, and then when we whittle down to like the final eight guys, um, it'll be basically a scenario. Uh, I believe how they're doing it four for two four for two, uh, four for two, and then two for one, if that makes right. sense, or if yes. that's totally flow your head, but you know, so four <laughs> guys in the box, two advance, and we'll just whittle down to the champion. Now, 
there's different formats in long drive. Um, what you guys saw while the product was on golf channel was match play. So eight guys kind of advance, um, right. In the older days, like when my dad competed, there'd be a shootout. So six guys would be in the finals guy. One would hit guy two would hit guy three. And there's, you know, there's benefits to each format. You know, there's a lot of drama with match play. There's a lot of drama with, um, you know, a shootout. So the way we're doing it, especially in Mesquite, the wind is very, very volatile there. You see it's a giant Canyon and it can be blowing 20 miles an hour downwind and then flip around like within, you know, just a second. So the way we're doing it is probably the most fair to that venue in that four for two. So everybody's, tending to hit in the same exact conditions, if that makes sense. It, it does make sense. And there's a couple of things I, I, I want to ask you about, but one, you know, we, we've gone, we've gone this long. We haven't talked about, you got to hit it in the grid, right? I mean, the, oh, the, yeah. the, the, uh, the distance is always great, but if you can't find the grid, Justin, uh, it doesn't really matter how far you hit it. Does it? <laughs> yeah. And that, uh, <laughs> yes, that is, uh, look, that, that's something you're always getting asked about. Um, you know, is there a strategy where you just try to put the first ball in and, you know, the sport has, has changed dramatically over the years, in my opinion. Um, you know, I followed my dad who did this and, you know, I saw Jason Zubek win championships and my dad and um, when launch monitors came in, when people started having access to track, man, it's not unlike baseball. You know, Greg Maddox, mm -hmm. probably there's an argument he wouldn't be playing in today's game, you know, despite <laughs> right. the fact he's one of the greatest of all time. Right. Um, just technology has changed a lot because now guys know what 230, 220 is, 230. I mean, so it's less, um, I don't want to say it's less about launch and spin and ball flight and stuff, but, you know, just it's, it's a complete power contest now um, mm -hmm. where, you know, Sometimes uh, events used to be on holes and, and, you know, fly it over the bunker, hit the hot spot, hit a real golf shot. Now, you know, we're in a big grid and it's just like, hey, freaking mash, man, you know. Mm -hmm. So this grid should be 50 to at most, I think it would be 60 yards, maybe uh, as narrow as 40, as wide as 60, I would think. Um, Interesting. Now, what people don't understand, Golf Channel tried to communicate this at 400 to some of the venues we go to, you can hit it close to 500 yards, like Colorado. Um, 50 yards is not very big, man. You know, so <laughs> right. especially at 220 miles an hour. Um, yeah, ha you know, half a degree is like. <laughs> you, you have to hit, okay, nearly a perfect shot for it to hold the grid. Because if you hit a cut in the grid, and, and I did this last competition, okay, it can hit in. Okay. And it's moving with such speed. It's just gonna roll. So it has to, you have to hit your line perfectly. And that's why you're seeing OB balls. And, you know, frankly, uh, one of the issues I had too, and if I was commissioner, I, I change OB. Okay. Because a lot of the shots we're hitting are outside of the grid. One, two, five yards and OB flashes up on the screen. That's a little tiny thing, but right. you know, now there are some giant snap hooks. Okay. Because, the right. name of the game is speed. You don't get rewarded for hitting five out of six in the grid um, other than, you know, a pat on the rear end by, you know, your family members saying you looked great, but uh, it's about that one shot. So that's why you're going to see guys get up there and go for broke. The way I describe it to the public, you all have pulled a nine iron long over a green or you, you, you got up with a driver and kind of pulled one. It just flew over the bunker 
rolled another 40 yards and went, holy crap, I just hit it 300 yards. And you did it completely accidentally. That's the yeah. shot that we need to hit every single time. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to link that up and, and hit that kind of best shot of your life once around. It's really fascinating. And the other thing that I think uh, most people are not going to realize, and I did not even realize until I saw the scheduling, this is over four days. So this starts yeah. Tuesday. You advance, I believe, to Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So you really have to have your best stuff uh, over the course of multiple days. This is not uh flash in the pan, one lightning strike, one ball is going to win you the world championships. You've got to be on for multiple days. No, yeah. And I mean, I'll go home from an event. People, how far did you hit it? It's like, well, um, you know, I hit it 374, I hit 330, I hit it 400, you know, so it's, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, and especially the world championships, it's more of a, not quite a marathon, but, uh, you know, it's, it takes a while. And that's one of the mentally, okay, you, you go hit your five rounds and then, you know, go sit at the hotel and wait till tomorrow. So it, yeah. it can be like, um, oh my gosh, can we get this over with? But yeah, it's a, there's a good amount of consistency that's needed too. You're hitting six balls uh, over five rounds. You know, you've got to go back to the range. You've got to kind of stay hot. You've got to get yourself to a point where you can perform. It's get up, get down, go back to the hotel, get up, get down. You might get moved to a different round. So you've got to be able to put up um, when it's needed. And, you know, for someone new coming like Bryson, Bryson's got the speed. Okay, but the interesting thing is, especially like after the Ryder Cup, because that's, yeah. I would assume, fairly taxing. Um, what is he going to have in the tank? And then how is he going to handle like, you know, getting hot and then cooling down and, mm -hmm. and all of those sort of adjustments? Some, I've been doing it for a while. So some of it's like, you know, I just show up. I kind of know what to expect. But the first time you show up to a long term event, you're like, what's going on you get so excited you like top the first tee shot you're kind of shaking and so yeah it's very very different than a golf tournament man justin you were off at 4 p.m in group five on tuesday how i mean I, you were telling me about your preparation coming in but like how do you assess your chances I, I imagine i know what you're going to tell me but how do you assess your chances heading into mesquite well i think i'm uh, fortunately <laughs> I'm, I'm hitting it well um you know, I think I, I had a pretty good session today. Um, you know, you try to peak for this time of year. You know, I'd like to be, to be honest, I'd like to be a little further along than I am. But, um, you know, I've, again, I've always been a guy who I don't know what I've got until we start seeing him fly. So, um, you know, fortunately at the world's most year, I've, I've had my, my good stuff. So we'll have to see, but you know, I, I feel good about, uh, you know, as they, they would say in the long drive, hitting a real good ball right now. Mm. So, um, you know, lots unknown too. you know, the grid, like how short is the grass going to be? Are they cutting it consistently? How's the weather been? I mean, it's been dry, but it's going to be running hot when we were out there in May, it was nearly all fly. So, You've got to get there and, and assess, uh, you know, the conditions and, and kind of see what's going on. I'd like a hot grid. Um, and when I say hot, you know, a lot of run out um, that's going to reward a really well-struck ball. Um, but, you know, I think some of the favorites going in, I mean, you look at Martin Borgmeier, he's putting up incredible speed coming over yeah. from Germany. Uh, just a, an absolute Adonis, a real impressive guy. And, <laughs> um, you know, Kyle has been hitting it well all year. Um, just put up, I think, 231 ball speed. 
Um, you know, Will Hogue is, is one of the favorites. I, mean, I could list off 15 guys, but, um, you know, Will is going to be uh, ready to go. And, you know, and if I leave anybody out, please don't take it out of me on the grid. But, <laughs> and there's some new guys, Scotty Pierman, Reed Russell, Brandon Flynn. So, um, but, you know, I think your, your favorites are, are Martin and Kyle. Um, hopefully I'm, I'm in that, but, you know, we'll see. I could show up and suck. So I don't even know what I'm going to show up with. So, but I, I'm usually a gamer. So um, I'm excited to hit, man. I'm excited to see it. Justin, Justin James, uh, I will see you in Mesquite, sir. Thank you very much for the time and good luck. Yeah, look forward to it. Thanks.